Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Mr. E podcast. On today's episode, I will be joined by Jordan Rindle, who is a secondary special education teacher at North of Kensett High School. And on this episode, we're going to talk about education costs, paychecks, and job benefits. How are you doing today, Jordan? Oh, not too bad. Getting a little stir crazy sitting in the house, but other than that, I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's not the nicest day outside. A little windy out, but all righty. So let's get started. Um, I guess we'll start off with where you're at now. Do you always want to be a teacher, or do you have other career aspirations as you left high school and went to college? Uh, I, I think deep down, I always kind of wanted to be a teacher, but uh, growing up and you know getting ready for college, I had a lot of people telling me. You know, influencing me and telling me, you know, don't don't go into education. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of money elsewhere, um, and so that that kind of deterred me from going into education right away. Um, and we'll, I think we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, some college choices, and mm-hmm. so that kind of made um, my college a little more expensive and take a little longer with changing majors a couple times. Yeah, for sure, and obviously the in high school everybody's big thing is the money side of things and as we'll get into later there's a lot more to careers than just your paycheck too so you said obviously um you had a a little different path maybe than the traditional approach to college like I went to UNI for four years got in got out so that was kind of convenient for me I guess obviously we all know that college is expensive tell me tell me a little bit more about the path you took what schools you went to uh well there's quite a long list here uh but right out of high school um when i was graduating the wind turbines were kind of a big thing in the mm-hmm. area they were just coming around and everyone kind of pushed that so me and a couple guys from northwood all went into that program so i did a year at nyack um in the wind turbine program and mm-hmm. then you know i, I could i kind of knew early on in the program that it wasn't going to be the best fit for me um just kind of didn't spark my interest enough Mm -hmm. Um, so then after that year uh, me and my roommate moved down to iowa city and i got the bright idea that you know business you can make a lot of money going into business so (laughs) went down to iowa city and business you know down at iowa and kirkwood or you know or hawkeye down there are pretty big so did a year of business and then um, kind of had some things go on down in Iowa City, uh, job-wise, that brought me back around to really understanding what I wanted to do. Yep. And that was education and helping the youth. And so that's when I went to UNI. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there to be a PE teacher with a minor and getting some special ed endorsements with that. And did a year year and a half there and then came back and lived at home and went to Buena Vista online and was a para and wrestling coach while I finished up my teaching degree. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know I, I'm guessing we can both agree to this too. One of the big reasons that I went into teaching and I'm sure you as well and most other um, teachers for some coaching as well and obviously you've done a lot of that throughout and I think it helps kind of balance out the workload of what we do on a daily basis too by being involved with coaching I agree so um, obviously 
you said you started off with the windmill program, so I wanted to bring up, since you've transferred, one of the biggest things that um, we talk about in personal finance classes, when you, the more you switch colleges, the more likely you are to lose credit for some of the classes you've taken. So did you have any issues with credits transferring as you went from school to school? Um, yeah, a little bit. Obviously, the wind turbine program, um, a lot of those classes don't really fall into any mm-hmm. categories at a university. Yep. So those were kind of, that was a waste of a year there. I mean, I got some gen ed done you know, at NIAC and mm-hmm. got some of those out of the way, but those didn't transfer. And then, um, one thing you got to be careful of is some universities, you know, require certain courses, no matter what, like a capstone or something. Yep. Um, so even going from, um, Hawkeye in Iowa to UNI, even though you have some of those required courses or all your required courses done at one university, and then if you transfer to another one, they might still require you to take some of those capstone classes or required mm-hmm. courses. Um, so those kind of got in the way thinking, oh, I've got all my gen ed done. I can go right into the education program here. Um, just a few extra classes that I didn't anticipate for. Yeah. I know I talked a little bit about this with Trey last week, and one thing that Collars, high school kids know that foreign language is important because you go to college and if you don't take that foreign language in high school, you get to take it at the college level and it's typically a little harder at that level. And not only do you have to take it in high school, but you have to get a certain grade. Um, not going to say any names, but um, I, someone I'm close with and know got, uh, I want to say it was like a C- minus in high school Spanish and they needed a C- to have it count for college and what they had to do was basically retake Spanish in college and pay for it just because they didn't get those certain grades. So that's one thing to make sure that kids consider and sometimes they realize it maybe when it's a little too late. So yeah, I had a similar thing with the Spanish. Okay. Um, I, you know, coming out, oh, wind turbine, I won't need Spanish. Yep. So you take a year of Spanish in high school and then I made this decision and then after transferring, then you realize, I uh, probably should have taken another year uh-huh. in high school. So um, had to take a summer class of Spanish to, to fill the gap there. Um, and I did that at a community college just to get the credits for yeah. it. But it was definitely a lot harder mm-hmm. at, at the college level than it would have been just taking that extra year at the high school. Yeah, and I know everybody myself included had big ideas of I I know exactly what I want to do growing up and things change so when in doubt I think the number one piece of advice I could probably give anybody is take at least two years of that foreign language in high school and then you have it just in case anything funky were to happen so um maybe looking at the other side of things obviously the school part of the college experience is the most important part but how we pay for that school is right up there on the list too. Did you work any jobs in college? If so, what were some of the different jobs you worked? Um, lived in a lot of different towns, so had a lot of different opportunities to to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to work all the way through school, um, just you know, pay rent and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings in Mason, um, in Cedar Falls. I worked at uh, 
Park Place Event Center, uh, you know, set up guy. So I was setting up weddings mm-hmm. uh, Friday, Saturday, and then during the week it was more meetings, and that was that worked great with my college mm-hmm. schedule because all the weddings were you'd go in at midnight and tear down and then set up for the next day, so it didn't you know interfere with any college uh, classes or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in Iowa City, though, I worked at uh, the Arc of Southeast Iowa, and that's that's the job that really made me realize that education is where I wanted to be and it was working with um, individuals with um, some disabilities and doing respite service for them mm-hmm. and you know I, I fell in love and really decided that was what I wanted to do with the rest of my life was work with you know students and adults or whoever mm-hmm. needed it a um, little extra assistance and I just brought me back into education what I loved that yeah, makes sense so Obviously, we we worked those jobs in college. I worked, um, obviously, in the summers, did a lot of roofing stuff. During the school year, I worked on campus in the dining center, so it wasn't the most high-paying job, but like some of the benefits we get from working, obviously, we get money, but so like I worked in the dining center, um, meals, obviously, the flexibility is probably the number one thing for a college kid. You talked about how some of your jobs, the hours are really nice there. Um, did some of those other jobs you have have any other types of benefits besides shaping kind of your future career aspirations? Um, I know you talked about the food. Um, when I was working set up some of the weddings, we might get a plate or something that was yeah. left over. Or at a business meeting, there might be something left over for us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the cool things about when I was working at the Ark respite service for one family, um, I would kind of watch this kiddo. Um, after school until his mom got off of work. And then I had a pretty good relationship with that family and I would stay and have supper with them. And I just, some of those, in those jobs, you get some, you know, lifelong friends and connections that you might not get if you don't work, you Mm -hmm. know. Exactly. And that's probably the biggest thing other than, again, making a wage and some of the fringe benefits like meals and that stuff, but just getting things to build that resume because when you're out looking for your career in the future, having all those things that are really applicable to your future career help a lot as well. Um, right. Touching on some costs, like we talked about this earlier, and this is more so just for the kids, like the opportunity cost of working is the time you spend instead of hanging out with friends, instead of working out, instead of studying. Okay, But at the same time, it's a necessity for most people to help for those costs so looking back to you graduated in 2009 correct yep so about 11 years from right now you were a couple months away from high school graduation if you could tell yourself something to help maybe defer the cost of college for future you what would you tell yourself um apply for as many scholarships as possible for one Mm -hmm. Um, you know most of them it's not a ton that goes into applying for them. And the worst that they can say is you don't get it. Um, I think it's well worth the time put in to apply for them. Um, but just, I think finding, being able to find that balance between work and school and, um, you know, friends and family, the sooner you can find that balance, um, I think the more successful you're going to be. It's Mm -hmm. a lifelong skill that you're going to, you're going to need. And if you can, find that before you even head off to college. I think some of that shock um, that really kind of wastes a lot of people a lot of money 
Um, you know, they go into college and they haven't found that balance yet. And it takes them a year, two, or, you know, sometimes three years to figure out how to manage your time and between work, school, and your relationships. So I think if you can figure that out before you even leave, I think you're ahead of the ball game. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I can agree about 100% with that. Just kind of the culture shock of either being away from home or if you're going to even Nyack and commuting, just the schedule change is a whole different ball game than in high school. But again, being prepared helps. And again, like you said, with scholarships, I think one of the biggest things that turns kids away from taking the time to fill out scholarships is seeing, oh, I need references for this or that. And I think you'd be very, very surprised at how many teachers you have or coaches you have would be very willing to write you a quick letter or recommendation if you were just willing to ask them. So don't let that scare you away from applying for scholarships either. Um, Kind of touching on that, and again, you talked a little bit earlier about some quick changes you made. Is there anything you would have done differently along your education route if you, I guess, knowing now what you didn't know then? Um, You know, like I said, finding that balance um, in your life and then also surrounding yourself with like-minded people, I think, helps. Um, and I think that, that helps when you really hone in on a major and most of your classes are with similar people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that helps motivate you a little bit, too, and keep keeps you on the straight and narrow. But if just like in high school or any time, if you, if you surround yourself with people that are, are goofing off and not taking life real serious, um, it's easy to fall down that rabbit hole along with them. So surrounding yourself with like-minded people is probably one of the biggest words of advice I can give. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, can you spend so much time with those people? It's inevitable that you're going to have, have, have or start to form some of the same characteristics and traits they do. Mm-hmm. All right, so changing gears here for these last couple questions. Okay, not going to focus so much on the college aspect or the education aspect, but more so like the actual being an employee. So you talked a little bit about it as you were finishing up your degree at BV. You worked as an aide at NK. Um, not sure how familiar our students are with pay in terms of their teachers and staff at school, but as a as an aide, you are a hourly employee versus being a salaried employee as a teacher. Um, what I guess what were some of the main differences? you've experienced in life being a salaried employee versus being a, an hourly employee? Um, obviously, your pay is going to be a little higher being a salaried employee mm-hmm. um, at the school rather than an hourly. Um, but, you know, times like right now, a salaried employee kind of has, you know, a, a fallback there. They hope they're still going to get paid for some of these days or like a snow day or something like that. But if you're hourly, um, your paycheck's not always in your control. You mm-hmm. might be healthy every day out of the year and not call in sick. But if, if work can't um, go on or you don't get the hours that you need, it, it's kind of hard to budget um, month to month if you don't have a set salary. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the same probably could be said with like coaching, for example. If you were to calculate your coaching salary and divide it by how many hours you work and probably be pretty sad at the dollar per hour you'd actually make with that time. So salaried at times as well, if you're spending a lot of extra time at work, that's going to have its negative sides too. So 
something to consider as you guys look for careers in the future. Um, lastly, I'll wrap up with this question now. Um, I know that, again, you're married, you have two young kids at home. What are some benefits or job benefits that you look for in a career? Um, and how has that changed from maybe when you were um, starting out without any kids to now where you got that family at home? Uh, it's it's a different world uh, when you have a wife and kids. Um, you have a lot more to think about than, than just yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, health insurance is a huge one. Um, when I was younger, before having a wife or kids, I looked mainly on how much am I going to get paid? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what am I going to have in my wallet? Uh, now it's more, you know, do I have enough to, you know, benefits to cover my family? Um, do we use my wife's benefits, my benefits, depending on your employer, mm-hmm. you know, different coverages are better than other employers. So, um, you know, health, dental, vision, those go a long ways. Um, you know, maybe does my company, you know, put into a retirement fund? Do they match? If I'm going to put in a certain dollar amount, are they going to match that? Um, that? That goes a long way. That's almost more beneficial than, what your monthly check's going to be. Yeah, definitely. And kind of as you touched on, like I, my eighth year at NK this year, and I started out probably the first four years, it was literally just me. Whereas now going through the process of having a kid and all those medical bills and stuff like that, can't imagine paying for all that stuff without having some type of insurance. So (laughs) something to definitely consider as you're looking for a career in Again, just because you make X dollars an hour with no benefits, you might make less dollar-wise, but you add those benefits in, you're making your compensation package is a heck of a lot more in the long run. Thanks a lot, Jordan, for taking the time to come on and tell more about your educational journey and how it shaped you to have the career that you have today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, Brendan.